Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and maybe recommendations for whatever we read that week. So, Amy, what did we read this week? We read The Talisman Ring by Georgette Heyer. Oh, love a Georgette Heyer. We do love a Georgette Heyer. And would you like to be in charge? It's risky. (laughs) I know. You were so keen before we started recording, and sometimes I feel like I just cannot. Like performance anxiety. I just cannot crush your little hopes and dreams anymore. You will. Halfway through, or like three sentences in. I'm not going to crush crush me. No, I won't crush hopes and dreams. So get ready, listeners, because I'm not going to crush the hopes and dreams. The Talisman Ring is one of Georgette Heyer's novels that occurs in the Georgian era. So it's set during the French Revolution. And that's important because one of the key characters is Eustacey? Yes. She's got... Ish. Ish, who is the granddaughter of Lord Lavenham, known as Sylvester. And she's been, I guess, smuggled in. She's a refugee. She's fled the terror and she's under Sylvester's care. But at the beginning of the novel, Sylvester is dying. And on his deathbed, he summons his nephew, Sir Tristram Shield, who he's appointed to, like, look after his affairs once he's dead, and his granddaughter, used to see, And he forces them, because he's like, I need to know that you're going to be taken care of, used to see, yeah. to agree to get married. They're cousins. Very common. At that point in time. And Sir Tristram, who's had a, you know, bad experience as a younger man. It's like, I will never love again, agrees. And used to see, he's like, oh, fine, granddad. And then realizes that Sir Tristram is completely the opposite because he is a sensible English gentleman and she wants adventure. She asks him, if mm-hmm. I was dying, would you ride across the country to my deathbed? And he goes, no, I would see that you were being taken care of prior to, and I wouldn't have left your side. And she's like, ah, I cannot live this way. So she decides that the only solution to escape tedious marriage with her boring cousin is to run away to become a governess. So her maid packs her some bags and in the middle of the night. Can I just pause you for two seconds? This is not me crushing your dreams. I want you to continue. Are we feeling that the maid packing her bags is a central part of this plot? <laughs> Just as a very and specific only, example. No. Carry but, on. Well, it's significant for one reason, which is while the maid is packing her bags, the maid tells her about the headless horseman who lives mm-hmm. in the forest. I don't feel like... Carry on. I can see your face. <laughs> I can't... I can't ah! make you not... Here, I'll put, I will put this over my head, all right? No, it's worse. It's worse, because now I'm just imagining what... Well, I can't. I can't help that. All right. So you the go. maid the packs maid... the bag. So it's the middle of the night because that's the only time to run away. She's Absolutely. going through the yeah, forest. She's a very dramatic person. She hears noises and she thinks she's meeting the headless horseman, but no, it's actually smugglers. And she falls in with the smugglers who are being chased by excise men, and one of the smugglers gets shot. Prior to this, he had <laughs> said her horse had got scared and run away. Her luggage has fallen off. He's like, I'll give you a lift. And then he gets shot. And she's like, oh, no, I've got to rescue him. And she takes him to the nearby inn. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> We're like a chapter four. What hey, happens? don't bother reading it. Just listen to Amy's recap. No, this You're is... all caught up. We're at an inn. We're at an inn and the smuggler has been shot. Carry on. By 
sheer coincidence, it transpires that the smuggler is her long-lost other cousin, the heir to the Lavenham lordship, till Sylvester, Yeah, Ludovic. And Ludovic fled the country several years ago because he was accused of murdering someone who had, he'd lost a family heirloom ring, the talisman ring the of talisman the title, ring. over cards, and then had got really, really drunk, and the man was found dead the next morning, and the ring was gone, and everyone assumed that Ludovic had done it. So Ludovic had to flee. So he is the smuggler. And then the rest of the narrative is essentially around proving Ludovic's innocence Mm -hmm. and then also the sort of romances that collide. So at the end, so Tristram gets dragged into the story and we meet some other characters, Lady Sarah Thane, who her brother and she are travelling and her brother's got a cold and discovers that the wine is really nice at the end, so they're just hanging out while he drinks all the wine. Mm -hmm. And then the innkeeper, Nye, and, and so it's this, once they actually get to the inn, it's sort of the basis for what is an adventure, a mystery with a thread of romance through it. Yeah. Trying to prove who actually did the murder and restore Ludovic to the earldom, the lorddom that whatever Sylvester is, had recently whatever is the inher- yep. You made that go longer than I needed because you oh, couldn't help I, yourself I interrupting. I will throw you one bone, and that is this is – one of Georgette Hayer's more farcical. Oh, it's an absolute. Farce. It reminds me it's of a like romp. a Moliere play. Yeah, I think so. You can detect where at the Moliere end there, the yes, revolutionary setting, a hundred percent. And at the end, where someone's like, "My children drowned at sea." <gasps> I was in a shipwreck, and it's like <laughs> that's not quite that bad. But I know, it but does have that sort yes, of tone. It's that kind of yeah. vibe. So, it's and those plots are always comedic. unnecessarily comedically complex, and then resolve themselves through farcical levels of coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Having given you sufficient detail to make a judgment. Thoughts, feelings, would you recommend the talisman ring? Yeah, I really enjoy the talisman ring. Read it a couple of times. And have you audio booked it? I have not audio booked uh, okay, it. Okay, neither have I. Yeah, I was going to a couple of weeks ago, but I felt like audio booking something immediately, and it was not available. Anyway, I can't speak to the audio book, but the book itself, I really enjoy. She, I found her annoying Used to, to begin with. Yeah, she's like seventeen or eighteen, and is very young and. <laughs> Very. And I can forgive her <gasps> being so dramatic and ridiculous because she is so young and because they do get swept up in a kind of farcical adventure. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like she is trying to create trouble or no. anything that would make her naivety be annoying. So, no, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the patience of the male characters as well. And it just was a farce. It was just silly, and I really enjoyed the romp. And I also enjoy it because Heyer is such a great writer. Yeah. And she she writes situation comedy so really well. well. So well. And, and because this and almost one... More than, almost more than her other books. Well, and more this is than, less of a romance. This that's is what I was much more say. a it's, adventure romp. But it's mystery. an adventure comedy. Yeah. Like it is more of a comedy than her other books in a more direct and kind of deliberate sense, I yeah. think. Yeah. And that's what keeps me coming back to this one is that I know it's fun and funny in a clever way rather than the romance 
so much so that I oh, that's the bit I forget first is who ends up with who because I kind of don't you remember the I don't really care romp. I remember the romp yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I would recommend it's a fun romp what about you I would absolutely recommend mm. it. I think this was the second Georgette Heyer book I ever read. The first was Venetia. Yeah, right. And this oh, one, wow. What yeah. interesting. Yeah, I know. Okay. And I was like, mm. oh, Georgette Heyer's going to make me cry because I cried so much in Venetia. You are I so still funny. do. I know you do. The Talisman Ring, I still laugh out loud, and I have been reading it probably once a year since I first read it in 2000. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I find the beginning with the, the setup of like used to see because it's just her predominantly at the beginning until yes. they get to the inn. It is a bit slow, and on rereads, I will often just cut straight back into the smugglers in the woods, and I'll skip in there or yep. I'll cut back into where they're actually in the inn and the intrigue yep. starts yeah. to develop. It's one of those books where it is a bit ridiculous to begin with, and as you're reading it at the start, you're like, "Oh, what are you doing, Georgette Hale? Like, was this your first book? Like, what? What is this?" Because there's and a bit then of setup. Of you there have is a to bit meet of setup, Sylvester. and you have to, but you have, you have, to, have to trust characters. her that yeah. it's that it's not taking itself seriously. That's I think that for me, that's what I had to kind of have faith in to begin with the first time I read it. And was, yeah. what I think is interesting, and I hope one day we can review a Georgia Hare mystery. Yes. Because one of the characteristics of her mysteries is that there's a lot of So much talking. setup. There's yep. a lot of setup and there's a lot of conversation. And in the mysteries, the sort of death never happens until like the big middle of the book or something yeah. like that. Yep. But this, because it has that, sort of plot set up has quite a bit of conversation. It's a slow at start. At the beginning. Yeah. But this the slow start only lasts like 1.5 chapters and oh, then yeah. off you go, the yeah. running through the woods. But it has all of these just delightful, ridiculous it has smugglers, it has excisemen, it has idiot detectives from the city. Yeah. It has clever tricks and disguises and has all these yeah. just fantastic situational moments that it's infinitely rereadable and really enjoyable. And there is there are two romantic threads that run through yeah, it. Yeah, there are. There's a Sir Tristram thread and there's a Eustacey thread. Yeah. They are really fun. I don't think that they are, in this book, actually the central premise, the tension that pushes it forward. No, absolutely who not. Who took the yeah. talisman yep. ring and murdered Sir Matthew Plunkett or whatever the name of that character is, who's yep. not relevant except that he was murdered. Unnecessary detail. I, I realise that it's I unnecessary know. as I'm saying it, which I know is the you problem. Do. I know. Got to think it through by talking. So, treasure for me. Oh, yeah, treasure for me too. I have read it not every year since I first read it, but I have read this book two or three times. That's it's a big deal fun. for you. It is. I don't tend to do rereads, but yes, I did. Yeah. I read it. So, that's it. Done. I feel like that was a quick one this week. Well done, us. Join in. Oh, and in that, you know, cloud of self congratulation. Well done. Well, in, well done, us. We'll invite you to join us <laughs> next week. <laughs> when we will bring you more spoiler free recaps, maybe really long, detailed recaps, reviews, maybe even recommendations of whatever we read that week. And until then, happy, happy reading. reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting doesn't matter. Please reach out, send us an email at trash or treasure podcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen it's, to our Twitter handle, it's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.